Hi, my name is John NSC, uh, short for South Carolina. Uh, it's the nick I use on IRC. And I heard a call for podcasts on HPR, and I thought, well, I can I can do a How I Find Linux podcast, I believe. I always wanted to just try to do one and see what all it took and how it all worked. So I thought I would give it a shot. I should say that I've been into computers a long time. I originally started with a uh, Timex Sinclair in 1982. My first computer, I paid, I think, $99 for it. It came with uh, 2K memory, uh, but I splurged and got an extra 16K for $50. And I was thoroughly happy with that. Figured that may yet be all I would ever need. Um, of course, the Sinclair came without a monitor or a hard drive or a floppy drive. You had to connect it to your TV and use a uh, cassette tape to save the programs on. Uh, but it was a computer, and it was my first one, and it was the only one I could afford. So I was happy with it. I brought it home and started fiddling with BASIC and uh, wrote a program to add 2 and 2 and get 4. Showed it to my wife, who then told me without the slightest hint that she was joking that she could get that a lot quicker on her calculator. So that uh, established a great deal of difference between me and her. Uh, she is now my ex-wife. Uh, wasn't directly related to that, though. Uh, around 1985, I got an Apple IIc, which I was very happy with. Um, really state-of-the-art for that time, and I could do everything I needed to do. I had Apple Works and... I could do spreadsheets, whatever I wanted. Very happy with the machine. Kept it for many years and finally gave it to somebody else and let them use it. Um, My job started using um, IBM PCs and I started having to use that so Eventually, I bought myself one and started using those. I believe the first version of DOS I had was 4, and I think Windows 3.1 was the first one I actually dealt with. Um, My work PC in those days actually so long ago that when we ran Lotus programs, we had to put the Lotus disk in the upper floppy drive and the data disk in the lower in order to save our programs. That's the time period I'm talking about. Uh, 1988 or 89, somewhere around in there. I read a lot and I was at a bookstore in Columbia, South Carolina in uh, 1996, somewhere around there, and I found a used book called Using Linux. It's an 850-page book, and inside was a CD for Slackware 2.0.1 on a CD. Um, 
I didn't have a CD player so I had to borrow one uh, but I did connect it into my PC and spent a lot of hours fiddling around with Slackware I really like the idea of the open source and the alternative to Windows and I was really excited about the whole thing it was pretty rough on those days in those days to get anything done with uh, that and also learning it other than the book getting any information other than the book was really hard to do and nobody I knew in the entire world was using Linux or anything like it so it was kinda rough there at the start um, I went back to Windows um, because I couldn't do everything I wanted to do in Slackware and couldn't figure out some of it and to this day I still don't know whether it was just hardware related or just my lack of knowledge. I tried Slackware again over the years um, and gave up in frustration. I would get it close to what I wanted and then something would pop up and I'd try and fix that and spend a week trying to find information or fix it or experiment with it and never get it to quite work right and I just gave up and said I wasn't never going to use it again um, but a few years passed and somewhere around 2004-2003 I uh, got another version of Slackware, tried it again this time I had the advantage that I had a second computer and I could put it on there and um, just play with it and not interfere with the stuff I actually needed to do. I could do that on the first computer and really take some time to try to get into Slackware plus it had improved a great deal by then. Um, I did get it to work. I was happy with it. I finally said to myself that finally Slackware was working. Um, I saw myself switching to it and using that as my main system from then on. As I was trying to get extra information on uh, Slackware, I did a search one day on the internet uh, for Slackware and I ran into uh, Chess Griffin's Linux Reality podcast on the subject, which I listened to and even though I had it working and thought everything was going pretty well. Uh, Chess had a way of explaining things that made me feel like, well, now I'm really getting somewhere and I'm going to, this is really going to work out. Since then, I've started experimenting uh, with other versions of uh, dist other distributions. I've tried Fedora and SUSE and Mephis and Ubuntu and Mint and Debian and Puppy and even PCBSD and probably 40 others. Um, I always came back to Slackware. I have Slackware 64-bit on my computer now. Uh, although I don't use it uh, as my everyday machine. I'm, I have Ubuntu on there now and I dual boot between Ubuntu and Slackware but for the most part now I use Ubuntu. Um, I was listening to Dave Yates' lot of Linux Links podcast. Uh, I can't remember two and a half years ago, and I think he was coming back from Ohio Linux Fest, and he mentioned that he didn't see why there couldn't be a Southeast Linux Fest of some sort, and I immediately thought to myself, "Well, if there is, I'm going." 
So I've been to both self one and two. Um, enjoyed both of them. I haven't really contributed much to the uh, Linux world. I do get people I know to try it and several of them use it now. I do go to uh, the Linux Link Tech show on Wednesdays usually and sit in the ERT channel and listen to the show live and uh, read it up on the chat. I can usually be found there although I don't always make it. And I still listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, the GNU World Order and uh, Linux Outlaws, a lot of Linux links, tilts, and of course HPR. But I wanted to, uh, as I say, I wondered what it would actually be to get one of these things done and get it out there for people to listen to. And so that's my story. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.